What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. And this is my AEW Dynamite review from the May 20th, 2020 episode. And we're going to jump right into this. This is the last Dynamite before Double or Nothing this Saturday night. And I can't fucking wait for this Saturday, man. I really can't fucking wait. This card is fucking stacked. Even though there's some matches where I'm like, eh, do I really want to see that match? But fuck it, I'm still excited. Um, This episode was pretty good. Was 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 like a pretty good episode. But like, if I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to be biased or anything. I pull no fucking punches. I give my honest opinion. This show had a ton ton of fucking botches, a ton of sloppy fucking moves, like, especially in the women's match, man, like, the women's, the women gotta get their shit together, because I don't know what the fuck is going on, you know, we start the night off with the inner circle pulling up in style, in a limousine, they being questioned, they're gonna dominate on the elite on Saturday in the stadium stampede match, then after that, we get into... The first match of the night, and it was John Moxley versus Ten from the Dark Order. Before the match even starts, Mr. Brody Lee comes out. He cuts a promo. He says that if you wanted the belt, all you needed to do was ask. Ten is my favorite, and this, that, and blah, 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 blah. Just boring fucking promo. John Moxley comes out. At the start of the match, the moment the bell rings, John Moxley hits a good-looking running knee on Ten. Um... The only thing I really, did, the only thing I could say that I didn't like about this match is that why did Ten get? I mean, there is a a difference between getting offense in and making like a baby face sort of comeback or whatever. Why was Ten getting a bunch of offense in on Moxley? I I I don't know. All it should have been was a couple of punches, paradigm shift, one two three. None of this outside the ring. No, they should have never. Did all of that, but in the closing moments of the match, um, Moxley hits one paradigm shift. He wasn't enough. Looked like he was waiting for Brody Lee. Hits a power driver on 10. Then Brody Lee still hasn't shown up yet. Then he picks up 10 again, but this time for an elevated paradigm shift in 1, 2, 3. John Moxley picks up the win. After the match, Moxley gives Brody Lee 10 seconds before he breaks 10's arm because he put a... He put um, Ten's arm in between a chair. He had another chair. He was going to break this shit in half, right? Brody Lee pops up in the big screen. He says, Moxley, you made it personal. You made this personal, not me. You made it personal. And now that you made your bed this Saturday night, I'm going to make sure that you lie in it. I thought it was a pretty okay promo. Then Brody Lee goes on to say that, you know, in life, in this crazy world today, we have to make sacrifices. And he says that he's leaving. So, Brody Lee sacrifices his favorite creeper in 10. And Moxley, well, says, well, all right, see you Saturday. And breaks 10's arm. Um, I thought it was a pretty quick, straight-to-the-point promo, especially after the match. Um, after this, we get into the next match of the night, and it was MJF versus Marco Stunt. All you got to know is, Fujiwana armbar, Marco Stunt taps out. After the match, MJF says that maybe I'm going to get one of these arena rats to, to kiss you on the lips. But let's face it, nobody will kiss you on the lips. And all of this shit that he said that he 
punches fucking Marco Stunt in the face while wearing his pinky ring. Then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus come out. They have a little confrontation, and that's basically it. The match itself, I really didn't care for. Marco Stunt should have never gotten any offense in at all whatsoever. The 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 thing like during the match, like Marco Stone was punching and punching, and MJF was like no selling. Oh my god, like whatever. That's all that should have happened in this match. There should have been no fucking suicide dive of any kind, no sunset flip of any kind, nothing. Marco Stunt is five foot of nothing. Going up against somebody like MJF that's like six one, six two. Why? Makes no sense. Why? For fucking what? You should have just had the match. One, two, three, MJF picks up the win. This match went on for a little bit too long. Should have ended in like two, three minutes. Should have been a squash. In all honesty, this match should have been a squash. You know, but whatever. After that whole thing, we get the segment and this, you know, the face-off between, you know, the coaches. Jake the Snake Roberts and Arn Anderson. <laughs> the way... These two guys were cutting these promos. It made me want to see them fight at double or nothing and not Cody and Archer. But but jokes aside, um, Jake says that dreams and nightmares, there aren't real. Arnie, you know that dreams and nightmares, there aren't real. But Lance Archer is. And the line of the night, maybe line of the month or line of the year, promo-wise, when Arn says that, you know, we're two guys that if we told people... A fire rank could pull a freight train. You'll hook it up. Because we're just that credible. And man, like, I, that line just made me fucking pop. They were going back and forth. Ends with Jake and Arn trying to, like, go at each other and everything. Jake gets mad. He flips the table. They're ready to fucking go at it and everything. And it was just a great little interaction between them. I can't wait for that match with Cody and Lance Archer. Um, the, the, thing, the other thing that made me laugh is that um, Jake... Was like that Lance Archer isn't afraid of Mike Tyson. We're going to do whatever we want to Mike Tyson. Lance Archer said he's going to knock Mike Tyson the fuck out. And trust me, he's man enough to do it. I thought it was just a fucking great line. Because just might as, might as well just boost up Lance Archer's ego. Just just gas the motherfucker up. You know? Um, After that, they showed two video packages. Right? They had one video package of Darby Allin. Darby Allen's video packages are really unique and they're really awesome. They're fucking just really awesome, right? And um, he's playing poker, obviously the double or nothing shit, Las Vegas, whatever, you know. And then the people he's playing with has like cutout cardboard cutouts of like the people he's facing, like Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, fucking um, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Coca Band, Kip Sabian, um, Luchasaurus. This goes on and on. Now, he's standing on top of a ladder doing his typical pose and everything. Then the ladder's on fire, and he's on fire. Like, his his leg was really on fire. Um, I thought it was really weird. I still have Darby Allin to win that casino ladder match. I'm not switching my pick. doesn't matter who is the ninth entrant. I have Darby Allin picking up the victory in that casino ladder match. I just, I just want him to win, you know? Then after that, we get another video package from Pac. Pack is great to see Pack on AEW Dynamite Television. Um, he's basically there saying that, you know, Orange Cassidy, you little shit. And then, like, he's cutting a promo. Then in the background, he has what happened last week when Ray Phoenix kicked Orange Cassidy's head clean off his fucking shoulders on fucking loop. And he's just cutting this promo that the death triangle is going to kick your ass and this, that, and the third. 
Um, obviously we know Pac don't live here. He lives overseas. That's why he's not there, which fucking sucks because he's a phenomenal talent, great heel. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for this fucking COVID-19 shit to be over so everything can go back to normal. We can get fans back in the building and have a good fucking time, you know? The next match we're going to get into is Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix from Lucha Bros, right? Um, Orange Cassidy, before the match even started, he was coming out with Trent. And, and Chuck, and he's like, no, no, I got this. I got this, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, whoa, that's, that's a little weird. And he proceeds to have one of the best matches of the fucking night. Like, Orange Cassidy, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Because, like, you know how hard it is to, like, walk around and do shit with hands in your pockets? But let alone to wrestle, do kip-ups, do hericaranas, and shit with hands in your pockets is a fucking skill. I've grown to love and like Orange Cassidy as a talent. Even though some people may not like him, he may not be everybody's cup of tea, but whatever, he's just extremely talented. Um this match was really was really quick, really short to the quick and short to the point. Um Orange Cassidy was showing off a whole bunch. He was showing the fuck off. He was doing DDTs, he was doing fucking Topes to his Cedars. He was going off this fucking match. And then in the closing moments of the match, Kip Sabian Comes out with a fucking ladder and he climbs the ladder and he's sitting down, mocking Orange Cassidy. Then while the ref was looking at Kip Saving, like, what the fuck are you doing? The ref's back was turned. Ray Phoenix kicks Orange Cassidy in his tangerines. Then rolls him up, hits him with I think he hits him with a fucking DDT or some backbreaker, whatever the fuck he did. And Ray Phoenix picks up the victory after the match. Fucking Scorpio Sky come out and everybody comes out. Everybody that's involved in this fucking ladder match is outside, they're brawling, going crazy. And I hope that Ray Phoenix is okay. He is safe. Because this was one of the botches I was talking about in the beginning of, of my review. He goes to do a flip. Right? He goes, jumps on the top rope, gets some stupid fucking height on this flip. And his feet hit, you know, Kipsabian, you know, and everybody. But then he goes back for straight on the fucking mat. And he bounces up. And it doesn't even look like they try to catch him. And that, that's, that's a fucking shame. Because now if he's hurt, then he can't fucking perform on Saturday. You know? So they got to start protecting these motherfuckers, yo. Like, if you see somebody coming at you, fucking catch him. Fucking catch him. Just go underneath and just fucking catch him. Man, like, he could have gotten seriously hurt. One of the two injuries that possibly could have happened on this episode of Dynamite. Uh, Coca Banner comes out of nowhere. There's a fucking... Um, uh, Moonsaw from off the second rope onto everybody else And yeah that was just I can't wait for this fucking ladder match I just can't fucking wait and Then Orange Cassidy comes out of nowhere he, and he does a fucking flip over the top Just chaos fucking everywhere Going stupid Everyone's going ape shit You know After this we get into one of the worst matches I've seen It was a tag team match And it was Nyla Rose the native beast And Dr. Britt Baker versus Akaru Shida And Chris Statlander all I got to say is this match was boring. This match sucked. This match was sloppy. These women need to learn how to fucking wrestle. You are there with the Young Bucks. Omega, Orange Cassidy, Trent, Chuck, fucking Matt Hardy. You got Jake. You got Lance Archer. Talk to them so they can show you how to put on a great match and not fucking hurt somebody. Because the way that this fucking spot looked, it looked like Britt Baker may be out. It may be fucking up because Nyla Rose is a big bitch or a big man bitch, whatever the fuck you want to say, right? 
she fucking there was a spot in the match where Britt Baker is um in the corners um sitting down and Okawashida and Chris Stylander pick up Nyla Rose and throw this fucking three hundred pound woman on to Britt Baker and then not only does she throw Nyla Rose onto Britt Baker Britt Baker's Onto Britt Baker's leg because her leg was like, like you know, like kind of bent in on a forty-five degree angle almost. And it, the, they showed the replay, and her leg went from like kind of bented to like fucking straight as fuck, and she disappeared after that spot. She disappeared after the match. Fucking Nyla Rose had to drag her to the corner, tag herself in, and continue on with the fucking match. And Britt Baker, we haven't seen her since the fucking match. Hopefully, we get an update leading up. Hopefully, she's not seriously. Injured because what the fuck? What the fuck? There, there was no need to throw this 400 pound man bitch onto Britt Baker. And then on top of that, if she is injured, we're only gonna blame Okarashita and, and fucking Chris Tylander. Unless Britt Baker would have moved and it would have made her look weird, but like, fuck. It's like, what the fuck? You know? The winners of the match. It was Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. After the match, Nyla Rose was not having none of it. She gets a table. They start saying, you know, she got um, fined for this. She got suspended for putting um, on referee um, Gregory Knox or Rick Knox, whatever the fuck, do the fucking table. She goes to pick up Sheeta from the top. Sheeta wasn't having it. Sheeta then suplexes Nyla Rose through a table and whatever. Whatever. You know, after that, we get a special video package of the SSN. And no, it's not social security number. It's Sean Spears News. Then he goes on to say that, like, you know, Cody Rhodes is a piece of shit having to sacrifice his brother to be in the finals of this TNT Championship Tournament. And then he says that Dustin Rhodes, I'm guessing having to retire was a tough pill to swallow, wasn't it? Then another line that popped me was says, well, except for 12 years ago when doing... A lot of swallowing of pills wasn't that very hard, wasn't it? Because if you don't know, Goldust, Dustin Rhodes was, you know, a drug addict, ex-recovering drug addict, used to swallow pills, whatever. He's clean now, he's sober, pray to God, you know. But then that, that line, just like twisting the fucking knife in the back and just going straight for the fucking jugular with that. And then it's a fucking announced. He basically challenges Dustin Rhodes to a match at Double Another He says like, yo... I'm in the top four, top five of the male singles competitors. Why do not I not have a match at Double or Nothing? And then it's confirmed. And JL's like, fuck it. We're going to book this match. Fuck it. And at Double or Nothing, we're going to get Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. Why? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, like, I don't know. I mean, I understand why they're doing it to fill up time. But do we really need ten matches on the card? Eight to nine matches? No, we don't. Whatever. Um, and they also announced that next week there's going to be a battle royal. And whoever wins that battle royal will face the TNT champion on June 3rd for the championship. Um, I don't know who's going to be in this battle royal. I'm assuming they're going to announce the entrance in this battle royal either at Double or Nothing or after Double or Nothing. Or we're just going to find out next week on Dynamite. But I can't fucking wait. And now we're going to get into the main event of the evening. It was Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God, versus Damascus, broken Matt Hardy. Um, This match was also pretty good. This match was also pretty good. The only thing I didn't like about this match is that there was a spot in the match. After, like, I'll say, like, a good six, seven minutes, um, Hardy hits a twist of fate on Guevara, and Guevara kicks out. Why? 
Did we really need that? Did we need that? Uh, I, 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 I don't think we did, right? Don't, there was one spot in the match that I really, I, that I really liked is that um, Matt Hardy tries to go, I think, for a second fucking um, twist of fate. Gavard does, like, this handstand to break out of it and super kicks the shit out of Matt Hardy in the back of the neck. Um, there, there was another spot in the match. Gavard goes for shooting star press. Hardy gets the knees up. Then eventually, in the closing moments of the match, fucking uh, Matt Hardy takes off Gavard's shoe, takes off his sock, and then bites his foot going fucking ape shit. You sick fuck. You sick fuck. I wish we had a crowd that could have chanted that shit. You know, then Matt Hardy hits another twist of fate on Sammy Guevara, landed right on his fucking head, and one, two, three, Matt Hardy pick up the victory. Um, Then after that, Matt Hardy was about to go ape shit. He gets a chair from the outside, ready to go attack Guevara. Then Chris Jericho and the inner circle are in the fucking big screen. They're in the football field. They're going ape shit. They attack Kenny Omega. They attack Kenny Olivier. Shout out to Jim Cornette. They attack Kenny Olivier. Chris Jericho is there with Floyd, the bat, ready to fuck up Kenny. They fuck him up. You know, they go on ape shit. And the Young Bucks return. They come out of nowhere, dressed for the occasion, ready with the fucking smoke. They do a fucking splash onto, I think, Santana and Ortiz or Hager and Santana, whichever the fuck. Then later on, they're all fighting. They're going fucking ape shit. And then we see a man in the far distance running a heart, going fucking crazy, doing some 100-yard dad shit. Right? And then there's Hangman, Adam Page, cowboy shit, cowboy shit, comes out of nowhere, clotheslines the fucking shit out of Jake Hager, clotheslines his fucking head clean off, head clean off, and they're all fucking brawling, they're all going fucking crazy, the inner circle fucking retreat, but then there's one thing that I noticed, after this whole brawl, Hangman Page walks off into the distance, Matt Hardy is like, Page! The page of Hangman, come back. And Kenny is like, no, it's good. And the Bucks are looking back. Nick and, and Matt are like, what the fuck is this problem? I initially said that the Elite were going to win the match, right? If you didn't listen to my Double or Nothing predictions video, be sure to check that out. Um, I initially said the Elite were going to win. But in my opinion, the way that this is looking, is Hangman going to turn at Double or Nothing and turn on Kenny? Or turn on the Bucks and separate himself from the Elite and turn heel? Or they're just going to have a pretty fucking wild, crazy-ass match, pick up the victory, and after they pick up the win, Hangman will fucking, you know, turn heel or some shit. But we never know, you know? But that is the end of this episode of AEW Dynamite. Overall, this was a fun show. Um, The thing that I've really enjoyed the most were the Jake the Snake, Roberts, and Arn Anderson interaction. I thought it was pretty good. Um, my match of the night for me was Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix. I hope Ray Phoenix is okay. The same thing with Britt Baker, because that shit looked fucking crazy. And um, the Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy main event was pretty good. I saw a lot of hate for the match. I saw a lot of hate. I didn't hate the match as much as other people did, but I thought it was a pretty okay to good match. Overall, I gave this go-home show before Double or Nothing a 7 out of 10. But anyway, guys, that is the end of this AEW Dynamite review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this AEW Dynamite review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let me know, did you like AEW Dynamite? Did you hate AEW Dynamite? Did you even watch AEW Dynamite? Or were you watching NXT instead? Let me know in the comment section down below. 
I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.